0: Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service.
1: Amen. Stand to your feet real quick if you don't mind. Father, I'm asking that your people would hear your voice today and not mine. I'm asking that your word would shape us, mold us, and change us like only you could do. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. You can be seated, please. Open your Bible to Hebrews. Some of you saints are going to get real excited when I say this. Chapter number 11. If you're looking for a prescription and you need some faith, you go to Hebrews chapter number 11. And the Word of God will fill you up. I'm starting a new series today called No Substitute. Somebody say, No Substitute. We, we, do, we do a lot of things now easier than we used to. Nowadays, I don't know if you know this, and this might be the part of the best part of service today if you find out about this and you didn't know this. You can order groceries online and they will bring them to your car. Matter of fact, I found out recently you can order groceries online and they will bring them to your house. But what's interesting is you go down and you put the list. You say, well, I want, I want, let's say, I want some Heinz tomato ketchup, okay? I want some, some grade A large eggs. I want the yard eggs. I want the brown ones. You know what I'm talking about. They taste better. I don't know why. You put on there, you say, well, I want some... I want some Smucker's grape jelly. But there's a clause whenever you check out. It's small, it's fine print. You have to search for it to find it. Sometimes it's in the FAQ of the website. FAQ means frequently asked questions. And it will say, we will attempt to get what you have asked for. But occasionally, if what you have asked for is not in stock, We may substitute what you ask for for something that is very similar or like it. So, for example, you may have asked for Heinz tomato ketchup, but you may get Hunt's tomato ketchup. (laughs) I'm sure they're both good, it's just that's not what you ask for, it's a substitute. For what you asked for. But occasionally, you can ask for something and it will say, whenever they did not bring it to you, no substitute available. There are some things in life that you can substitute and it might not adversely affect you and sometimes it might even positively affect you. Here's one. You can take a a a glass of tea here in the South in Texas, and you can put sugar in it. And I, my understanding is the amount of sugar that you're supposed to put in a glass of tea is approximately 50% of the volume of the cup. <laughs> you're getting close. You can taste tests. You can add a little if you need to, but don't just start there is what I'm saying. But there's a time when you begin to recognize that that sugar might be having an effect on you that you were not hoping to have in your life. Come on, you're, you, you, may have some different, uh, you may have some different reports when you go have your blood checked based off of how much sugar you're eating or consuming. So you can, in that scenario, if you'd like to, you can actually go and procure, listen to this, a sugar substitute. Where it is similar to sugar, everybody knows that owl has a bad aftertaste, but it might not have with it all the negative attributes. That sugar has in your life and sugar's not bad in every occasion, but there can be a substitute scenario. Another example of a substitute would be and, and when you were in school, you remember this and a lot of you guys that are in school right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When the teacher's there, everybody's minding their P's and Q's. But when there's a substitute, nobody's doing anything. Substitute walks in, says, hi, I'm I'm Mr. Hallam. I'm the substitute teacher for the day. And every kid pulls out their cell phone now, says, great. Because the substitute teacher, while valuable, necessary, and should be honored, is a temporary solution that comes and goes in place of permanent faculty. So you have a teacher that is committed for the long run. You have a teacher that has familiarity and potentially relationship and and some rapport with the students. But then there comes a substitute that doesn't quite have, still sits in the same desk. Still reads from the same book. Still writes on the same chalkboard if they have chalkboards anymore, I don't even know. But it's a temporary solution. In place of a permanent faculty. Another example of a substitute would be, I don't know if you, if you remember this, but several years ago, right here in this area, uh, right here in the, in Texas, there was a lot of counterfeit money going around. In other words, it was money that looked like money. It was money that maybe even felt like money. But under close examination, The substitute, the counterfeit money, did not have the same value that the real thing has. A substitute. A diet Coke compared to the real thing. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. A shift. Diet Dr. Pepper just tastes like regular Dr. Pepper. The devil is a liar. We hold a few things sacred here in Texas And apparently that brown soda water is one of them. But what I want to present to you this morning, and I'm going to do this over the next several weeks. I don't know. It may take the rest of the summer. But I need you to understand there are things that can be substituted. And there are things that cannot. There's things in your life where if it's not giving you the result that you're looking for. You just substitute something else. But there are some areas of your life, and particularly, in particular, your faith walk, there are no substitutes. In your life, whether you are getting born again today or you've been living for God for the last 120 years, there is not one single single solitary substitute for faith. There is not one substitute for faith so before we're out of this topic and before we're out of this series, you're going to have some incredible keys to help you understand what does live, I've heard it my whole life, live by faith, live by faith, live by faith. What does it even mean? How do I make a decision that is a faith-filled decision? How do I recognize that that, that I might have some things in my life that look like faith? They might even taste like Faith. But under close examination, they do not carry the same value and the same weight as faith with regards to the word of the living God. So we got to get to the place, especially, listen, in 2020, if you can't see it, you're blind. The world is burning. We do not need the world to try to come up with every answer that everybody needs. We need the kingdom of God to rise up and declare that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Short of revival, the world's trend will not stop. Short of revival, the world's trend will not stop. Which is why we have to get to the place where we recognize there are some things, there's just no substitute. I mean this with all due respect, I spend more time in the Bible than I do any other book tenfold. I listen to a handful of preachers from time to time, but I don't just listen to anything and everything. I don't deal with, listen to this, I don't deal with every wind of doctrine. I don't deal with everything that blows in and breezes out. And a part of the challenge in the 21st, is this the 21st century or the 22nd? The 21st century church. In the 21st century church, a part of the problem is we have replaced faith with intellectualism in a lot of areas. There 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 is a need for two things in your life. Wisdom and faith, you cannot indicate that faith without wisdom will get you where you need to go, but you also cannot indicate that wisdom without faith will get you where you need to go. They walk in lockstep and believers, one of the challenges and one of the reasons people stay so stuck is they're putting faith where wisdom goes. They're trying to put faith in, in an area where they can see the answer. Faith belongs where you cannot see the answer. But at the end of it, you cannot, you cannot negotiate, you cannot conversate faith out of a Christian's life. You can't explain everything you go through. I'm going to say that for the people online. You cannot explain everything that you go through. And the moment that you get out of the necessity of explaining every little thing is the moment that God will actually use you in that very area. Because this life, it's not as simple. It's not nothing. Nothing is is one side or the other except Jesus. Everything else is more like a diamond. It has different facets to it that make up the gem itself. And every piece of it is, is interconnected and interwoven. But at the same time, if you seek to define every single thing and explain every single thing away, not only will you wear out the thing that God told you to have renewed your mind, you will end up being, you will end up being ineffective in those areas because sooner or later you're going to hit a roadblock and you're not going to be able to explain it. Job was perfect. According to the Bible, he followed God and all hell broke loose in his life. And all of his friends, do you know what his friends did who loved him? They came and tried to explain every problem he was going through. Oh, it must've been because of this. And it must've been because of that. And it must've been because of this. Sooner or later, you're going to have to realize you don't see it all. We look, the scripture says, through a glass darkly. A great uh, understanding of how that might look would be to take a pair of glasses, dip them in mud, and put them back on. We are looking through a blurred image. That means what we see, we see in part. We know the beginning, and that's one of our biggest trip hazards, is we know what we used to be like, and we're constantly worried we're going to go back to that. But God's not looking in that direction. Bible says God knows the end from the beginning. We just can't see the end because we're looking through a blurred glass. So over the next several weeks, we're going to learn about does living by faith look like? What does it sound like? How do I apply it to my life? Because there's something very powerful when you recognize there is no splendor of faith. There is no sweet and low to faith. There is no diet faith. It's either faith or it is not. And if you are if you are if you are filling your life with substitutes, my concern is under close examination, you'll find that it doesn't have the same value of what it looks like. Hebrews 11 and 1. Boy, it's quiet in here, Jake. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 11 and chapter number 1. We're going we're to slow down right here. We're going to dig in and we're going to learn what the Bible says about living by faith. I'm going to teach for 20 minutes, maybe 22. Now faith is. The question that I first want to answer is when is faith necessary? Now faith is. Is is a present tense particle. It's the difference between was and it's the it's the it's the midsection of was and will be. Which is very interesting because when Moses asked God, who do I tell people that you are? He did not give a past description or a future description. He said, I am present. I am that I am. In other words, you can't have was faith in a present tense God. I'd write that down if I was you. You cannot have past tense faith in a present tense God. It doesn't exist. The faith you use to get you here is insufficient in getting you there. Because everything in life has an expiration date except for your walk with God there's a place where you are only able to walk in this much forgiveness and you constantly said things like this I forgive them but then you graduate and you get your butt out of the way come on somebody and it's I forgive them Now all of a sudden, the layer of faith, the level of faith that you were at whenever you were forgiving people, but you have surpassed that and now you are forgiving people the same way that Jesus forgives you by throwing their wrongs against you into the sea of forgetfulness. And now your level of faith has risen because the level of faith you were walking in previously was insufficient to get you to the next level. As soon as you begin to graduate on your levels and your layers of faith, now all of a sudden you begin, you become a candidate to be used by God in the next area. But one of the first revelations we have to get in our spirit is faith is not something you used to do. Now faith is. There is no Christian that is excluded from faith and faith will always feel like a stretch. And faith will always feel different in its present tense than it felt previously. And you will have the thought, I can't believe I'm having to go through this when I've already been through this, this, and this. And you don't realize God is trusting you to go through the next thing because you made it through the last thing. Now, faith is. Your past faith is not sufficient for your present situation. You must live by faith today, and tomorrow morning, you must live by faith, and there is absolutely no substitute. Somebody say, no substitute. substitute. Now faith is, here we go, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance of what we hope for. That word substance in the original language is two different words mashed up together that means stand under. We would put it into words like this, understanding. In other words, when you understand something, you have chosen to stand under it. For example, When you give your life to Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have committed to stand under the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. It's no longer your opinion matters more than anything else anymore because you have willingly put yourself underneath a standing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So faith is present tense and faith, listen to this, is the understanding and it is the evidence of what we cannot see. I, I, I've met with several people over the years, they've said something to me like this, they say, I just don't understand why I'm having to go through this situation because I don't see God moving. And I say, you just read Hebrews 11, 1 to me. When you cannot understand it and you cannot see it, it is where faith is applied. When you understand it and you can see it, wisdom goes there. If you don't get anything else, you better get that. When you cannot understand it, and you cannot see it, faith. Doctor doctor gave a bad report. What? I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't go out till three o'clock in the morning. I serve God all the days of my life. I don't understand what's going on. And the doctor's report hasn't changed. Faith. Surgeon General says may cause cancer. Wisdom. Not faith. We're putting wisdom underneath the wrong banner. Faith applies when you can't see. Wisdom applies where you can see. Basket full of snakes. Should I stick my hand in? Should I not stick my hand in? Well, the scripture says I'll pick up serpents. It also says don't tempt God, dum-dum. <laughs> well, I have faith. No, you have a lack of wisdom. Right. Yeah. Because faith applies what I can't see, and I can see the damn snakes. Do you feel this? Is it getting down in right here? Because there is no substitute for faith. And the problem is we start to think like the kingdom of God is like the corporate ladder. Because on the corporate ladder, you start by sweeping the floor. And then you start telling people that sweep the floor, which floor to sweep. And then they take you from the floor that's actually being swept and they move you up 12 stories high and you're on the 12th floor. And now you're making decisions about where the person that tells the person to sweep the floor sits. And you're making decisions about how many floor sweepers we need to hire until you finally get to a certain place. And they take you all the way up to the top floor and you're making decisions about how much money we're going to spend. And you have no clue who's sweeping the floor. But the kingdom of God is not like the corporate ladder. What you used to do is insufficient to what takes you to the next level, but it is very similar in the fact that your faith will still be required of you to take you to the next level in God. There's not going to be a place in God where you go, oh, well, I don't have to live by faith anymore. Now I'm going to know everything. No, the further you go in God, the less you're going to know. Let me let me say that again because a lot of times people take my comments and they, they send these things. The further you go in God, the less about your future you may know the same way that when you have children, as they get older and more mature, you do not tell them every little step like you used to tell them. Get out of the car. Okay, take your seatbelt off. Click, click. Come out. Now hold my hand. Now look both ways. Now we're going to walk across the road. Okay, let's walk across the road. Don't step in the puddle. That's when they're two years old. When they're 16, if you're still having to do that, there's a reason why you're still having to do that. And it's because something has not progressed past where they used to be. They're still stuck in an old way when God's constantly trying to bring into it a new way. Now you say, meet you at the restaurant at seven. You don't have to tell them how to get there because they got a phone. You don't have to tell them how to cross the street because you had 16 years previously to tell them how to cross the street. In other words, what you used to have to include them in on to get a known result, you no longer are delivering that level of information because now you trust their maturity at a higher level than you trusted it when they were two. This is why God... Does not tell you every little thing. It's because he trusts you to be like him and to follow his nature and to make the decisions that he would want you to make without you all, without him always having to hold your hand and say, don't step in the puddle, precious. There's no substitute for faith. Faith is what is applied when you can't see. And faith is what we understand or we stand under as the evidence that God is actually going to do it. When you stand under a thing, that means there's a stand that has been taken and you've chosen to get behind that. At this church, one of the biggest stands that we have is we love people and point them to Christ. So if you come here, I don't care if you can quote every book of the Bible, read it uh, uh, from the memorized version in your head and quote the, the, the punctuation connected to it. If you don't love people important to Christ, I don't mean this disrespectful, but we don't want you saying you are with and from us because that's what we stand under. We do not go and say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. We go and say, he's right, he's right, he's right, he's right, he's right. There's a big difference. And that's what we stand under here. So when you begin to stand under a thing, you have to recognize there's no substitute for faith. And you stand under the concept of faith all the days of your life. Therefore, tomorrow's faith will look different. It will have the same recipe, but it will look different than the faith you walked in to get you to today. Because tomorrow your faith will be is and not will be. Tomorrow, today's faith will be was and not is. And the scripture says now, somebody say now. Now, Now faith is. It's the evidence, it's the proof. Oh, we need to do something. We're not seeing any results. God's working. How do you know faith? What is faith? Faith is what I stand under and it's my evidence. But I don't see it working. That's what I just said. I'm going to stay right here for just a minute. Get it right in our spirit. When I don't see it, that's faith. That's That's the opportunity for faith. When I see it, now I need wisdom. Poison ivy. If you see it and you rub it on your cheeks, God's going to help me. Uh, I can't find that in the word. I can find where Jesus was kind of asked a similar question. Why don't you put yourself in a dangerous position because God said He would help you? He said, No, I'm not supposed to tempt God. Wisdom tells me don't jump off of a roof. The devil wasn't asking Jesus to defy that God was God. He was asking Jesus to apply faith where wisdom goes. There's no substitute for faith. There is no substitute for faith. You're not going to get to a place in God where you don't have to live by faith anymore. No matter what the world looks like. No matter what the world comes to. You're never going to get to a place where God goes, okay, never mind. Just kidding about the whole faith thing. Because faith is what we stand under. And the fact that we can't see something happening is what sets us apart to continue to steadfastly believe him even when we don't see. Have you ever heard the term, I believe it when I see it? Nothing wrong with that in certain situations, but faith is, I believe it until I see it. It is the proof or the evidence of things. Somebody say things. It's a matter. It's a, it's a topic. It's a subject. And I, I, just, I just want to bring up everybody in your life from people who love you to people who hate you, from people who are saved to people who serve the devil, will all have an opinion about what you're going through. The question is, is it an opportunity for you to believe God? Or is it an opportunity for you to take a step of wisdom and believe God? Because when you can see it, now you apply the wisdom of the word of the living God. When you cannot see it, now faith is what you are standing under. Because when you are standing... Think about it like this. If it's raining outside and I have an umbrella and you don't and we're standing six feet apart, social distancing and I pop my umbrella and I'm standing under the umbrella. We're both in the rain, but you're wet. Not because of the environment, but because of what I am standing under yes. faith is what we stand under I'm going read another handful of scriptures quickly but i really feel like and just as a side note we've made it through about three lines of my notes this morning <laughs> because i really feel like this is one of those this is one of those airplanes The bigger the airplane and the more cargo it's carrying, the longer the runway that is necessary. If you wanna fly a little Piper Cub, you can take that thing off in your backyard. But if you're trying to deliver some goods, it's gonna take some runway and it's gonna take some preparation. So as we're going through this topic and we're understanding there's no substitute of faith, we're gonna pick up keys resources, ideas, elements, ways, tactics to live by faith. But we're going to first have to understand what is faith and where does it even apply in my life? Verse number two, for by it, everybody say it, that's talking about faith. By faith, the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's King James. What it's saying is what we see did not come from what can be seen. What we see comes from the unseen realm. God said, let there be light. There was light. It was in the unseen realm. This is where God is. God is spirit. The kingdom of heaven. The unseen realm. So what happens is everything that you and I see comes from the unseen realm. In other words, we did not make God. God made us. We are in the seen realm right now. How close is the unseen realm? Closer than a whisper. Right on the other side of this veil. Well, where is the veil? You can't see it. Sometimes God will give you a little picture, a little image, a little, little seeing through. Love it when it happens. But it's not all the time. Because if it was all the time, there'd be no faith because faith requires not seeing if you could see all the angels in the room right now doubt would not be an option oh but the devil and his demons there's twice as many angels that are for you than there are demons against you if you could see your junkyard dog angels Do you know what warriors like to do? Make war. The angels stand at the ready. If you could see them, you'd never doubt God again. If you could see the amount of angels in a funeral home. Ministering to the hurting. You would never doubt the grace and compassion of God again. If you could see the ladder that Jacob saw, you would never doubt God again. Even if one of your legs were harmed in the process of serving him. If you could see, the opportunity for doubt would not be there. Everything that we see comes from the unseen world. And we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God by faith. That is the way that we understand. Well, what about the missing link that they found on the bottom of Antarctica underneath 700 layers of ice? I can't speak to that. What do you mean you don't can't speak to that? A, I've never seen it. And B... You don't understand my missing link is not a jawbone. My missing link is faith. My missing link is not a DNA strand. My missing link is faith. And it's the same link, respectfully, not you, but it's the same link that you are missing if you're saying God didn't do this. Because I don't believe, I don't believe in how things come apart, how things came about at the exclusion of what God's word said. I actually believe them at the definition and the inclusion of what God's word said. And it is by faith that I've chosen to do that. And faith is what I stand under when I can't see everything where I would, pl- where I would apply wisdom. Oh, strung out on drugs. You need to get to a rehab. Do you know how many people I know that have been in and out of rehab, 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 rehab, and then all of a sudden Jesus just sets them free? Well, how is that possible? Faith. No, you don't understand. They're medically bound. They are physically dependent until the blood of Jesus sets them free. They might be. Well, well, how does that happen? Faith. What is faith? It's what I stand under and it's the evidence of the stuff I can't see. What about the people that talk about you? What about them? What do you think about what people are saying about you? I don't think about it. Why? Because I'm standing under the fact that I'm not going to see everything. I'm not standing under the fact that I'm going to see everything. Those are called bonus days. When God gives you a glimpse past the, 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 gla- the, 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 the darkened glass, that's a bonus day. Faith is I decided long ago that what I can see didn't come from what I can see. What I can see comes from what I cannot see. So I'm putting my faith in what I cannot see above what I can see. And until you can walk in a dark room and say, let there be light and light pop on, I'm sticking with the one who can. Do you feel this? It's like I'm throwing a weighted football today. We're literally, there is no substitute for faith. We cannot teach a bible that does not imply that there will be things that you will not know and you will not understand you 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 must understand there will be things that you will not understand and you will not know we can't teach a bible that excludes that because what happens when you do and you explain every little thing is how do you explain a baby dying I'll tell you what it is. That intellectualism ideology at its root it's taking on too much of the responsibility that only God can bear. I don't have all the answers. I know the answer. Capital A. I don't have all the synopsis for what you're going through, but I have the answer for every challenge you come up against. And there's no substitute. They will not deliver it to your house and say, we found a substitute. They will deliver it to your house. And if faith is not there, they will say, I'm sorry. We couldn't find a substitute for this. This is the only thing that works. So if you got in this, with any other ideology, that, that this is like a trigonometry equation. If I can just get the right reciprocal to add up with the right element and make sure that I get all the equation balanced, then I'll have it figured out. I'm telling you, you'll get about halfway through and a mule will step on your homework. And you'll go, what do I do now? And I'll say, you're right. You're right where God wants you to be. Because if you're not dealing with some stuff you can't see and understand, there is no faith possible. But the minute you decide like old Peter, you mean I can walk on the water? Sure, come on out. Like the water you're standing on, you mean? Yeah, Peter, come on out, come out of the water, man. Just throw your leg over the boat. You want to try it on a calm day instead, Jesus? No, Peter, right now, that's it. Try it right now. How do I know it's going to work? You're just going to have to do it. Because at the end of this thing, you won't find out how buoyant your sandals are until you get out of the boat. Because faith applies to areas that you can't fully understand, therefore, you stand under the Word of God, and areas that you cannot see the answer, therefore, the answer can only come from the unseen world. (laughs) How did God bring you your wife? How did God bring you your husband? And if I really wanted to be nosy, how are you even still together? How are you not drunk right now? How are you not in an all white church with the people you grew up around? How are you not in an all black church? Because of the atrocities that have happened to your people throughout the course of this nation. It's because you believe that even with everything that you have seen. And everything that you have experienced. There's a God that cannot be seen from this realm. That is somehow working things out amongst his people. Because faith is the Only thing that has no substitute. Don't ask God to do something when wisdom already tells you what to do. But don't let somebody who's wise in the world's eyes convince you that you have to explain everything when God says, I'm already telling you, you're not going to be able to. Next week, I'm going to teach about how we please God. How many of you in here would like to please God? That word please is actually the word. How are we accepted by God? big difference. It's one thing to please somebody, it's another thing to put yourself in a condition where you can't even be accepted. I'm out of time. But did you receive anything this morning?
0: I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number 1, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are.